So we're finishing up Daniel today, reading chapters 11 and 12, because they really go together, and they probably shouldn't really even be broken into two chapters. I don't know why they why they are, but um, at the onset, I just want to go ahead and say that uh, there's there's some controversy around this chapter because scholars have really wrestled with the timelines and the events that are specifically referenced here. And, um, you know, sometimes, uh, or I think a lot of times, uh, many Christians are taught that the Bible is the infallible Word of God, uh, and that there can't be any mistakes in it. And, and I don't want to trample on that idea, and, and I'm, I'm certainly okay with that idea. Um, and but I do want to say that there are some challenging elements to this chapter and uh, that scholars have been pressed to try to reconcile certain things. Now, that being said, over time, uh, that's been the case uh, of a lot of elements of Scripture, and um, time has tended to synchronize the events of the Bible and our understanding. And so probably, uh, eventually, we'll we'll unlock elements of this story that will actually um, make it fit. But that being said, uh, just another side word, you know, kind of a side rant on this infallibility, infallibility principle. I, I think it's important just as a reminder to all of us that, um, that our faith is not really based on, and I'm air quoting here, the Bible or the infallibility of the Bible. The Bible really isn't even necessary for our faith. It's a helpful resource um, and it's, I certainly believe it's a God-given resource. Um, but I think a lot of times the church uses the Bible almost as if it's a, um, you know, like an image of our faith. And I don't think that's healthy. I, I, really, our faith hinges on um, the death and resurrection of Jesus. And the, the Christian church was alive and flourishing well before the Bible was even assembled as a book. Um, and I think that's important because people poke holes at the Bible all the time, and it puts us in this position that um, we're trying to defend the Bible rather than to leverage the Bible and use it as a resource to help us understand God, to experience God, um, and, and to live through so many of those teachings. But I digress. It, back to today's reading, it, it's really it's the conclusion of Daniel today. Um, and instead of plowing deep into the events and the timelines laid out into here, which I already mentioned are a little bit controversial, I just want to say that the big idea that I take away from this is at the very end of the chapter, uh, chapter 12, there's these numbers that are thrown out, these, these timeline type numbers and number of days and all that. And, and really, I think a lot of the visions in the second half or, or last third of Daniel kind of push this idea that God is dealing on a timeline that we just cannot fathom. Um, it's, it's God's uh, ruler or measure of time is something that's so far beyond our ability to grasp and to understand. Um, you know, I'll live my whole life and I'll probably never notice the Wolf River right here in Memphis um, cuts out just a little more of the land around each of the corners it goes around. And I may never even notice that that's the case. God has watched the lake go from a straight line or the, the river go from a straight line to the big windy turns that we see in it. And, and that's just a reminder of the timeline that God's dealing on. So to close our time with Daniel, I just want to kind of recap the big themes real quickly. The two big ideas that I'm taking away from Daniel 
are the first kind of third of the book, maybe first half of the book, we see Daniel's faith really blossoming. We see him take small steps of faith that become bigger steps of faith. We see his faith growing. We see his understanding growing, and we see his his communication with God becoming more and more deep and robust. And it reminds me that our relationship with God, if we if we continue to take steps in faith, that we will grow in our understanding and that we'll grow in our faithfulness like Daniel's done. And the second half, or, or last third of the book even, um, really, again, pushes this idea that, um, that our greatest fulfillment and our greatest satisfaction in life is going to be when we hitch our wagon to God's. And we just accept that while we can grow in our faith and we can grow in our understanding, we can never truly understand what God is really doing in the world around us and through us because he's dealing with um, a, a timeline and a scope of reach that is just beyond our ability to understand. So that's the big ideas that that I'm leaving Daniel with as, as we turn to, to our next study. I hope it's been helpful for you.